Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Quentin Smith. Dr. Smith is the medical director of the Hamilton Medical Center's Emergency Department. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Glad you are. Dr. Smith, can you tell us a little bit about Hamilton Medical Center's Emergency Department? Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, Hamilton's ED could be called the front door to the hospital. It's where most people come before they need to care, um, if need to stay in the hospital for whatever reason. We're staffed by board-certified physicians as well as a great team of PAs and NPs, all with extensive training and experience in emergency care. We're available 24-7, 365 days of the year. We're able to take care of a wide variety of medical and surgical problems, from simple lacerations to more complicated medical problems like a stroke or heart attack. Um, what a great emergency department you have, and we're going to talk about heart attacks and strokes later in the show, but you did mention that you guys are, are prepared for that, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's very good. Now, what makes Hamilton's emergency department different from the emergency departments at other places? Hamilton stands out to me in, in several ways. You know, one is that, uh, especially in these days, um, like through the pandemic and afterwards, um, sometimes even more so, a lot of hospitals struggle with boarding, um, which is when a patient, you know, comes to the emergency department, they're sick enough that they need to be hospitalized, um, but unfortunately there's not a staff inpatient bed available for them to go to. Um, so that results in a patient remaining or boarding in the ED until a bed becomes available. Okay. Um, and, and at some places, sometimes that means that they can be in the emergency department waiting for 24 hours or even more. Really? That's that's the way it is, unfortunately. Wow. At some some places. At some places. Yeah. Um, and when that happens, that means you know there's you know one less bed in the emergency department to take care of new patients that are coming in, um, whether it's by an ambulance or through the um, front door. And then you know we in the emergency department would have to adapt to this. And at other hospitals that I've worked at, um, that would often mean seeing patients you know on stretchers in the hallway on a chair in the hallway, sometimes even in the waiting room itself. And, you know, this has become such a problem um, even nationwide that ASEP, American College of Emergency Physicians, sent a letter to the White House um, urging, you know, the administration to convene a summit to address it, to get people to sit down and talk about how they can address that problem. Right. Hamilton, thankfully, boarding is a very rare occurrence. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, And, and another thing that I love about Hamilton um, is the breadth and quality of care we can deliver. You know, we're a designated level three trauma center, um, accredited chest pain center with open heart capabilities and a certified primary stroke center. And that means that, you know, only 1% of the patient um, that come into the emergency department at Hamilton have to be transferred to another hospital for a higher level of medical or surgical care that can't be provided at Hamilton. Very, very impressive. Tell me a little bit more about what that means to be an accredited chest pain center with open heart capabilities. Yeah, so there's there's a lot that kind of goes into that, but the kind of the short story um, is it means that we've got an interventional cardiologist and a cath lab team available on call 24-7, um, available to respond, you know, within 30 minutes of somebody walking through the door um, with chest pain due to a, what's called a STEMI or a, kind of a heart attack. Right. And uh, if that's the case, um, you know, we in the emergency department will find that. We'll do an EKG and see the changes that occur with that um, and activate the cath lab, as we say. And they'll go there and they'll perform a heart catheterization. And if they find a blocked artery, they're able to intervene 
usually by placing a stent to open the artery up and restore blood flow to the area of the heart that it goes to. Gotcha. Um, and in certain cases, you know, uh, for example, if they find multiple blocked or narrowed arteries or, you know, some other indication, they can call on you know, Dr. Morrison, who, who's a fantastic cardiothoracic surgeon, um, to evaluate for the possibility of what's called a coronary artery bypass grafting um, or cabbage, we say sometimes for short. Now, I had a cabbage. Really? I didn't know what that meant, but they said, well, he, he's going to get a cabbage and I got one. Yeah. And, and all of this kind of happens really fast. As a patient, you know, you don't realize, but kind of a lot goes into it because, um, you know, the longer those arteries are blocked or the less blood flow going to the heart, then the more damage that can occur to a heart. Well, I had the open heart. I I had a five way. Yeah. Five, five, five vessel, five vessel. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that was back in 2013 and it was a cabbage. Yeah. I don't, I didn't know why they called it that, but now I do. Yep. Yep. It's an, it's an acronym. What about that? Um, so in, in addition to, you know, that availability of, 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 you know, those people to, you know, do those surgeries and mm-hmm. interventions, um, it also means that we participate in data collection, and community outreach and education, quality improvement projects, things to continually improve the care of cardiac patients. And since cardiovascular disease is a leading cause of death in the USA, that's a big deal. What are some warning signs that we should be looking for when it comes to a heart attack? Yeah, so it, it can be different for every person, but some, some typical... Um, or common warning signs of a heart attack can include things like pain or pressure in your chest, um, usually lasting for more than a few minutes. Um, sometimes that can be preceded by, you know, pain that's not as bad, but you know, especially if you're exercising or, or physical exertion, those kinds of things making it worse or can be red flags that, that could indicate that that pain is because of an issue with your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, if that pain is really severe, um, and if it's radiating to your neck, your jaw, your arm, um, making you short of breath, makes you break out in a sweat, um, make you nauseated or lightheaded, those are all definitely things that, that warrant, you know, calling an ambulance, or coming to the emergency department, um, getting checked out because it could be something serious like your heart. Definitely. Take care of that. Take care of your heart. Okay. Now it's good to know that, but let's, change gears and talk about a stroke. What are some of the warning signs that someone might be suffering from a stroke? Yeah, so so a stroke, besides the heart attack, is another, you know, kind of time-sensitive um, diagnosis that needs to be identified and, and addressed very quickly. We, we say time is brain um, in, the, in the setting of a stroke. So okay. things to watch out for, um, there's a, once again another acronym. In, in medicine, we love acronyms. Um, for a stroke and, and signs of a stroke, things that you can look out for, we use the BE-FAST um, or BE. F-A-S-T to kind of remember signs or symptoms. So B for balance. And is there a sudden loss of balance or coordination? Are you feeling like the room's spinning for no reason? E is for eyes. And if is there a sudden blurred or double vision, sudden persistent vision trouble, your vision goes out, things like that mm-hmm. would be reason to, to think, is this a stroke? And, and get checked out. Moving on to fast, F is for face. Um, you can ask somebody to smile. And if one side or the other is drooping, if it's no longer symmetrical like it should be, it could be a stroke. Arms, I mean, asking the person to raise both arms. And if one side, you know, is not as strong, if it's drifting, if there's weakness or numbness on one side, once again, think stroke. Gotcha. Speech, does the person have slurred or garbled speech? Can they repeat simple phrases? And then T for time. Um, Like I said, time is brain. Um, And if you have these symptoms yourself or with someone that's having these symptoms, the best thing to do is call 911 for immediate medical attention. 
um, so that they can get to the hospital as quickly as possible. If somebody is having these symptoms, somebody's having a stroke, it's usually due to, once again, a blockage of an artery. And uh, there's a medication that can be given if it's done soon enough. If it's done after, you know, hours, days after the symptoms start, then it's more dangerous than helpful. Yeah. Now, is this what I've heard called the the uh, the, the clot blocker or the clot killer? Clot, clot buster. Clot sometimes buster, people clot talk buster. about I've it. I've yep. heard that, yes. Yep. And, and so... Yeah, as soon as you or anyone that you know or see um, has those symptoms, like I said, call 911 right away. Now, I, I know there's something about a, your tongue, I've heard. Yeah, once again, um, one thing that you can do is you can stick out uh, or ask somebody to stick out their tongue. And if they're not sticking it out straight, if it, it's deviating to one side, um, it could indicate that, once again, that there could be a stroke. Wow. What about that? I never thought about that. Well, Dr. Smith, are there things that I can do to reduce my risk for a stroke or for a heart attack? Definitely. Um, And, you know, a lot of the risk factors are the same for both of those. And while some things like your family history of heart disease or stroke or things like that, other medical problems are out of your control, there are what we call modifiable risk factors. So things like your blood pressure, diabetes, blood sugar, um, and whether or not you smoke um, can significantly affect your chances of having a stroke or heart attack, um, not to mention you know COPD or other lung diseases, and basically every kind of cancer. Smoking um, is the leading cause of preventable death in the United States. So if you smoke and would like help quitting, um, you can visit hamiltonhealth.com/quit for more information about some of the programs that Hamilton offers to reduce smoking. I understand. Now we're so thankful to have Hamilton Medical Center's emergency department right here for our community. Thank you for sharing all this great information with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Thank you, sir. For more information on Hamilton Medical Center's emergency department, visit hamiltonhealth.com emergency. In the event of an emergency, call 911. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or to replace professional medical care. Please see your health care provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.